Ridgely Miles here, buddy. I am your <laughs> weird cadence professor, Ricky. Something has happened to him within the last I five minutes. I am short-circuiting right now. He got wet outside, and now he's just... I did. I'm actually not all-terrain. I'm very water-averse, <laughs> which, for the weekend that it is right now, pool-centric and all of that, seems pretty counterintuitive hmm. for me to be this way. But after this episode right now, going to my dad's place, get smoked meats, ribs, sausage, <laughs> wings, all of it. I want it. All of those things that are meats and also smoked. I will not even look at a vegetable today. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they come in potato chip form. Damn, I wish I had a vegetable out to like force you. I don't want it. I don't want you know I can't, man. I'll just gotta walk you out. To eat it. I just want you to see one. <laughs> you just want me baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you respect that. It's like I'm not gonna make you eat the broccoli, just look at the broccoli. Yeah. No, no. It just seems like you were so confident that you wouldn't be faced with vegetables today. <laughs> so far, successful. I can make it happen right now. This would why would you want to ruin my streak? <laughs> Good point. My, my veggie-less streak. I don't know why I'm celebrating this lack of health. Yeah, you're... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I need, to, I need to broaden my diet. I need to broaden my body and my mind. I don't know if I said this, but I'm Ethan. <laughs> and today we are broadening our minds, maybe for the worst, because we have a little bit of a different episode this week. Yes. And I'm actually really excited to do this. <laughs> It's, it's harder than I anticipated. Is it because it's hard to search yes. and find the good ones? I, I think the way I did it was, like I was telling you before we hopped on, you know, I had an idea of a question in my brain. Did somebody kind of already pose it? And um, But I wanted really dumb fucking questions. We found some pretty dumb fucking ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll get into them. So what we're going to do today is we decided to take a little trip down to Korra Quark, 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 Quora, sure. And look up some anime questions that people have asked, either dumb, funny, intriguing, or some mix of all three. And we're going to do our best to answer some of the stuff that people have said or asked on Quora because I've been getting emails from Quora about an like anime center questions for like years now. Yeah. And I didn't ask for this, it just happened to me. But now I see him come across and I'm like, what if, what if Kakashi did this? Oh, no, shit. And um, someone would be like, you dumb fool. You ass. This is, you're dumb. And here's why. And they go on a rant with GIFs and shit. In well, it. so the, I guess the original part of this would be Yahoo Answers, right? Because yeah. then there's like really dumb questions. But didn't they die? Yeah. So yeah. Yahoo Answers is no more. R.I.P. I know. R.I.P. Uh, I think this would have been a lot easier with Yahoo Answers, to be honest. But Do you hear that, that Yahoo Answers? You hear that Yahoo? You did this to I us. I really doubt they hear it. Well, they might. They're obviously <laughs> listeners. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we jumped on over to Quora. So, we each have kind of picked out a couple questions that we're going to kind of pose and see if we can do our best to, you know, answer like professors do, you know? Yeah. Like we do. Uh, you want to go first? Or I, got, I got one on, I got one of them already on the dome right now. I mean, I can go with like a really general one. It's okay. something that we've talked about before, but I think, you know, as, as time goes on, it's always fun to revisit this. Good warm up. Let's hit it. So the question is, uh, I don't know who you, what the user is. Don't really give a shit. <laughs> uh, the question <laughs> is, um, there was the original big three. Yes. Uh, of course, of One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. Right. What would you consider the new big three? Now, the, the original first guy who answered gave like a kind of strange answer in my opinion okay it was i think mha dr sure. stone what <laughs> i know and um i can't remember what if the black clover is not on that that's list, what it was okay okay i can at least vibe with that um which is interesting because i don't know if i'd put black clover on the list for that anymore so i think the concept of big x is gone like, we are in a different era now where streaming and seasonals are the mode. There is no more. If you want to put another thing in that big three, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Like, Shonen is which hell. Which is over. Which is over. But I mean, so is Naruto. So, I mean, still big three status. So, I mean, I get it. It's over almost. Well, I think wise. the point is new big three would be currently something that's currently right now. running and currently got episode or, uh, 
volumes and stuff being added. Is an inherent property of, quote unquote, a big three show, a long form shonen? I would have originally said that. Right. So I think that's part of it. So I think the new big three for me is One Piece. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's still going. It's still going. And then I was thinking maybe, because this is like not my personal big three. It's just like what I think the world likes a lot. It is what everyone would be into. Like Demon Slayer seems like it would make sense, except for I'm not sure if that's done yet. I think it is. Um, Maybe. I'm not sure. Jujutsu Kaisen, I thought was was an option. And people are saying when it comes out, Chainsaw Man apparently slaps. Yeah, so Jujutsu, you know... One Piece, and I can see that I can see those three in Chainsaw Man. I can see those three, but that's where I go back and forth on. I think the concept of saying what is the new big three is inherently a flawed question because the big three got its status not just because of the world it built and the long running stature and its its hold up over time. It was because it was the most accessible. Those things were running so long because we didn't have the high turnover that streaming provides. Well, I believe the big three is actually just a, like an epithet added from like the New York Times came Inter- up with Interesting. It yeah. As like, which of these manga have penetrated into the US market the most? And the big three were XYZ. Right. right. So Because, I mean- and I saw, I probably should have just brought that question up and read it because there was a, a lot of explanation as to like where the origins came from, but also... You know, the original asker for some reason thought it was Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Naruto because, of course, Dragon Ball sold more than Bleach right. did. But weren't they all? Was Dragon Ball a Shonen Jump property? That's where I think the thing was because all three of the big sure three the... were Shonen Jump publications. Right. That's where it, and, and that's where kind of. The concept of shonen is obviously as a genre, it's not, it's literally describing an age and uh, gender demographic, but also shonen jump, that's where it was kind of pulled from. Those things that spawn from that is, it's the kind of the, the mecha source of shonen. So, I mean, I can see where people would kind of deviate away from calling Dragon Ball a big three show. But if you want a new big three in my brain, I think we have yet to see the real ones be adapted yet because like we said, Chainsaw Man is coming, but apparently from a manga standpoint and showing a jump, it's absolutely slappers bananas. Like it's going off. So, I mean, maybe we have yet to see the new big three or maybe we've seen one or two of them be adapted, but yet to be, you know, up there with the big boys yet. I do. Do you do you not think Black Clover? It seems like well, I would have thought that before they stopped animating it. I think they're about to go into ship it in their flavor of ship it in. Yeah, right? but yeah. I just feel like it's going to be a gap. It was pretty clear to me at the end of that that there's going to be like a fairly solid gap. Sure, which leads me to wonder what's Periel going to do. I think what they're going to do is thousand year because they've already announced they're already announced because they did they did the original so. bleach so i mean it would make sense that like they literally like stopped the presses we got the thousand year blood war greenlit like let's let's fucking let's send this home because it deserves that due diligence um before i do my generic one um i want to do one that was very bleach specific that actually was a very interesting question how would the world of Bleach played out if Ichigo never met Rukia. If he was never stabbed. Ooh, a nice what if. I yeah, love this. never stabbed at all. So how would that play out? Aizen would have been straight up, he would have won, right? Because no one, Ichigo was there to stop him, so he would have succeeded. Well, so I think that the issue that arises with that question is he has so much latent Soul Reaper power already. I knew, I, that's why I asked this. There is a potential. He still becomes something. The question I think that is needs to be asked is, can he actually go into a Soul Reaper body without ever meet, meeting Ura uh, Hara? Yes. That's my, the real question. Right. My immediate follow-up was something similar. At what point and in one capacity would he enter the fray of the spiritual game so to speak right because i think you're right quincy mom soul reaper dad hollowfication inside 
he's too much of a nexus point and that gives him access to Fulbring, which i think would have actually been his real entry point Perhaps. i think at some point that would have unlocked the latency within him because that in a way did when he lost his powers right so i think that you're right the follow-up question is at what point and how would he enter the fray and i think the full bring would have been the first thing would have taken a little longer but he would have gotten there right i or maybe think quincy that, maybe quincy yeah i'm yeah. thinking there's a potential that so i know ryukin would have never taken him in to teach him quincy powers okay even though his mom was a noble so it does seem like it would be fairly reasonable right because that was what i was thinking like that's the only reason because he's kind of a fucking hard ass right but this you are royal bloodline so and he loved misaki right so you are kind of there's a duty within you that you have to learn this stuff at some point maybe ishin maybe wouldn't have wanted that for him because you know big team soul reaper kind of thing but i think soul reaper would have come last he really isn't so I urge everyone to go watch the Everything But the Rain yeah, kind of like me about moving that. like uh, manga panels and stuff. Little novelette, Vi- yeah, yeah, video Vignette. on YouTube. Cool. Because he he Ishin doesn't really give a shit to be honest. He's really? just like okay. he gave up his powers so fast when when the when there was like basically Misaki got fatally wounded trying to save his life. I, I know the I know the big story beats at least in that part, yeah. And he basically instantly is like, yeah, sure, I'll give up my powers to, to save, save her. Yeah. Essentially. So, so he loses his powers to basically keep her grounded to earth and not turning into uh, a crazy hollow. Okay. But there's a question that comes from this is the reason that Ishin regains his powers is because after Masaki's death, he has nothing that he needs to be expending his powers on right so it all comes flooding back right but it bothers me throughout the entire show like in a retrospect this is of course way off topic but i love no that's 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 where this that's what this episode's about so yeah so in retrospect it really bugs me that his dad had been steadily gaining his powers back right and of course he knew ichigo had powers because oh for sure he knows where he is but he also can feel it right exactly somehow he can't feel his dad's captain level Ryatsu but isn't he good enough that's the thing like isn't a captain able to control their spiritual pressure enough to to a point but here's the thing when they come to the the human world they're they're artificially dampened dampened right yeah so my question was can you artificially dampen yourself to that the, much to the degree where you would be like nothing? Well, Ishii was kind of a badass OG. So, I mean... It, and he's a Captain Noble. Right. Like, so, if, he would any, have a lot. if anyone could, he could, right? But also, he's probably been pretty good at it for so long because he's been using it for... What's the what's his mom's name again? Misaki. Misaki, yeah. He's been u- kind of learning to port it so to speak. No, right? so Urahara had created a device that would directly port it. Oh, so it was assisted. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's interesting then. So maybe you have, there, there's some credibility to that question. Would it really be, and I- Ichigo does get very powerful very quickly, so he, at some point he should be able to sense that. Well, and he's like, he's not like the the most sensitive like to Ryatsu, right? Like he, he occasionally just will not figure it out. There's only one time where he was super sensitive and that only went big, big daddy mugetsu evolution and he can sense his sisters like all the way across town so yeah that was the only time he ever showed anything like that but i, I guess you're right he, but i mean he knew when hollows were in the area he like felt this kind of shit and so it's right. like these hollows are definitely not near as big as his dad right or as ryukin like that just seemed like it's worth the it's worth the thought you're right you would, i think you would it was think maybe a slight plot hole that was introduced kind of just like shuffled under the rug yeah. to get make sure you had the reveal at some point right yeah. um but to to the question i think another question that comes up from that is would ichigo have joined the fray in time to actually stand a chance or care about aizen really at all because the end game here I think is Aizen succeeding in destroying all the worlds and rebuilding it for the with the soul key. And uh, yeah, I I I see the world ending if Ichigo never met Rukia. Because even if he entered the fray through Fullbring or Quincy or whatever, and at some point meandered his way into Shinigami powers, 
The only other way I can see is the Aizen threat appeared on the horizon and the only human being ever to maybe tell Ichigo is his dad. You, oh, this shit's coming. You might be super powerful. We need to train you up right now. Like super frantically, like, oh, fuck, uh, he's coming. We need to get you trained. But nah, I don't see that because he right. didn't give a fuck about Aizen. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only way I can see Ichigo making it in time to be strong enough to combat Aizen because no one else could take the plan to its fruition. No one else could stop well, him. I think there's a lot of ambiguity as to whether he could even really use his Soul Reaper powers without the substitute Soul Reaper badge sure. or those little candies, Soul yeah, Candies. Right. Um, because I mean, it's really trapped in his human body. Yeah. So I think the only thing he could do in his normal body would be Fullbringer. Yeah. Uh, well, Quincy. Well, like, yeah, that, but that, those are only two paths, right? He doesn't learn that till like six million years later, right? And I don't kind know. Of an accident thing. I mean, right? I I really haven't like figured out exactly why that is. I know he's like unintentionally using Blute Vein. Yeah. Like through most of the series. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, I guess he could have been. It is kind of weird. You would think uh, Ryukin would have wanted to maybe have a really powerful ally. Yeah, right. If he knew like a potential thousand-year blood war was coming, right? Right. Oh, do we have any kind of diamond in the rough noble Quincy line around? Oh, there's that orange-haired kid, yeah. Mr. Strawberry Kurosaki himself. Like, cool. Let's do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good point. It's hard to say. So, yeah, my, my thought, world ends. He just doesn't make it in time. It just doesn't happen for him. So. Yeah. All right. You got, you got another core question? I do. Okay. Why does... <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> the tags are great, by uh, the way. Okay. Why does anime slash manga make me feel so emotional and make me cry? The, <laughs> the tags are crying, anime and manga, manga, anime, understanding emotions, emotions... <laughs> Uh, they were type. This almost sounds like an alien who this first exposure <laughs> to humanity was anime and manga, and he's never felt emotions before. Yeah. What are these um feeling right now? Hashtag understanding emotions. <laughs> Hashtag crying. <laughs> Hashtag crying. Uh, so the first answer, or the top answer, I guess you would say is. I'm not gonna say his name because it's fine. I'm not gonna embarrass this guy. Yeah. Hashtag crying. But, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> He goes, well, anime in general, all in all, is more emotional and interesting for me than most other fiction. Don't get me wrong. I love fiction. I love all kinds of it, from reading books, comics, and manga, to watching series, Stop anime, bragging. and movies. Yeah, you can read. Yeah, you can read. Quit gloating. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I have found that sometimes anime is more interesting with deeper meanings, plots, and characters. Yes, sometimes you get superficial anime. <laughs> that sole purpose is just to show opai or be perverted. Opai is truth. Yeah, but some like Shigatsu wa Kimi no Osu, Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> and many more was created to inspire and entertain those that want to think and feel. For example, in 2011... <laughs> I never knew what anime was, although I had Dragon Ball Z and Digimon as childhood animation behind my name. Dragon Ball made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> my life was pretty bad, and I was at a bad Whoa. spot. Just, just let it roll, roll, bud. Okay. A really bad spot. My friend saw this and told me on, or turned me on to fiction. Well, he just can't spell, apparently. He okay. said, told me to turn oh told me to turn to fiction i can't read of course. <laughs> we already know this it's yeah. okay and that is where he gave me full metal alchemist brotherhood i watched it fell in love i felt connection to the character edward and made his last quote my life directive a uh, lesson without pain is meaningless for you cannot gain something without sacrificing something else in return but once you have recovered it and made it your own you will gain an irreplaceable full metal heart okay um and then he says from there, he took it way more seriously, and this is where he is today at 22, still watching anime, blah, 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 blah. So it's good, and I respect you for that. Do not let others discourage you from things you love. Yeah. That, you la go. Last time I agree with that, but I mean, easier to love anime nowadays than ever before. But I want to answer that a little bit more technically. Why, for some people, is anime more emotional and make them feel more emotional than maybe live action might? Two things. One. I think it's because you can exaggerate emotions to a, a degree that is not possible in real life, right? 
big anime eyes, kind of crazy expressions, really, you know, big globby tears. You can do more. You can go bolder with emotion, right? So it's kind of like, you know, more artificially tugging at that string, maybe. Mm. Um, but the second one is there are some people that are more introverted and are not great in a social setting because maybe reading people is harder for others. And I think being able to have that emotion conveyed in a not with not in a live human doing it, but same emotion, but a human character portrayed in anime, maybe tugs a little better than someone who's ba- not so emotionally receptive in the real world. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. See, I I, th- I think there's there's a couple reasons, but mostly it's just the the overall design of the show. Right. I think you can you can make something way more you know, tense, you know, in a movie or in, you know, in a show than in real life, right? With, right. with just the backdrop of music or yeah, yeah. just like, you know, the circumstances leading up to something. Mm-hmm. Like I think, like you're saying, the more exaggerated, like overall scenario, I think hits harder in a lot of ways in real life. But I think real life emotions weird, right? It's subtle. You need a. You need there a is bit of subtle, a... but there's also just like you can tell when people are faking it. Sometimes you don't know whether someone's faking it. Sometimes, right? Like it's hard to like. I think real human emotion is so complex, right? And you that think it's it's may... tough to really decipher, even for people that are emotionally, uh, I don't know, well suited to figuring out what other people is going through or whatever you want to like, say. I feel like we're both pretty empathic folk. Like you can kind right. of in a room of people, you can feel who's the tense one in the room yeah. and you're like, uh, okay, but I get what you're saying. So you maybe it's not to say anime emotional portrayal can't be complex, but that complexity is laid out before you and you can, you see its full breadth. Whereas but there's I a lot think, more hidden. Exactly. And, yeah. I think everything is on everyone's sleeve in anime. Right. Even when they are that cagey introverted player you know it right you see it yeah you see everything about them you see their whole life but real people you see such small glimpses of each other throughout life yeah that it's really like i think most of i mean real human interaction or not interaction emotion is really internal and i think that's kind of what makes anime pop so much harder is like these things are out there for you to see you yes. see everything. Right. And it's those shows that add the complexity, but portray it in a very understandable and engaging way are the ones that are rated higher because we've talked about shows like, I don't understand their motives. This did not make sense. Yeah. That emotional reaction was not what, what it, it didn't fit. And the reasons why the ones that are rated lower is because of that, right? Because the ones that take emotional complexity and lay it out in a silver platter and a nice kind of feast for, for the soul, right? are the ones, like he brought up Full Metal, perfect example. Very complex emotional situations, but nothing is obscured for long, right? We know, like, even Greed in that show, having the the switch and kind of falling for humanity a bit, that's an emotional turnover, and that's really cool. But you see it all. It's all right in front of you, right? Right, and I think, you know, like I said, I think something like Full Metal, it is book ended by two extremely emotional events yes yeah and and so i think it's really really important to feel that or else you've missed the point of the show Mm -hmm. whereas like real life there there's it's hard to say like the point of real life is to feel the emotion of somebody else right it's it could be somebody's point of life to empathically communicate with others but you're right it's not but it's like that's not it it's not it right a show's point is it and there's it's funny that he brings it up in this emotional thing because I actually the reason why I'm not a big slice of life guy or a drama guy in anime particularly is because I personally feel that real life live shows do drama better than anime anime does action and fantastical pieces better than in a lot of cases live action because it it's a medium suited for that but I feel like live action for me personally is suited for drama and you know I guess if I'm going to do romance, I'll do romance real life um, because I get I feel I get a lot more emotional attachment from that kind of thing. But that's personal. That's me. That's subjective. Right. So maybe it's part people don't get with human emotion very well in the real in the real world. And that's fine. They find it in anime. Other times, I think it's because of that exaggeration. It can tug harder at the strings. Right. 
Um, well, I also think it's because it's a kind of a solo pursuit to watch an anime. You're not doing that as a team. There's no reflection to you, uh, right? Like that's what a lot of emotion between humans is interaction. That's actually a it's really like, good. There's point. a reflection, right? There, it takes two to have empathy, yes. right? Because there is no empathic reaction without feeling the emotions of another. That's interesting because with anime, it's it is it's you you're given right yeah. there's no empathic effort you are thrown the emotion right yeah. and you get to feel it rent free right right and plus you're just sitting on your couch right. eating fucking cheese pops. having a hashtag cry to <laughs> <laughs> great teacher onizuka yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you're just eating your cheese pops there getting freaking blubbery <laughs> oh anime you're gonna get my cheese puff soggy with my tears <laughs> hashtag emotions <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i thought that was an interesting question. actually shockingly engaging okay didn't it's fun yeah i hope he's doing better i hope he's doing good i think yeah. he said he was doing well it did uh i don't know I, I i just feel like uh it can really get emotion across yeah and, and it's easier to feel i think comfortable for a lot of people to feel the emotion of a show wait, rather than another human another being. human being because it's vulnerability because right? it's real it's and vulnerable real world man god yeah so question i got that i think would be kind of fun what are the signs that an anime is gonna be trash when we, as analytical wrinkle brain minds, look at a show, what can you see maybe early on? Say with the religion of three, right? First three episodes. How do you know it's going to be trash? I know one right off the bat. If all, all of our worst of weebs have all had one thing in common, it opens with a panning shot of the earth and a narrator every single time That's without really fail. <laughs> so I know, I know. Also, strangely enough, this rule of thumb is changing, but if it is source material of a game, <laughs> I think it's going to be trash. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, and Raju Muhammad was one that changed my mind, but up to that point, pretty typically that, right? Someone said the Dota wasn't bad. The Dota anime wasn't bad, but I'm taking that with a heavy grain of salt. So, yeah. What can you see? You're looking at that, you're like, oh, fuck. I think it's bad CGI for me, too. Yeah, I mean, like, visuals can hurt, but it's really plot. If the plot's just dog water, and you can tell it's not going anywhere, yeah. like, after two, three episodes, it's like, oh, my God. Or if it's, what I don't like is something that's too obvious. I mean, at this point, I've watched a lot of anime. I've watched a lot of fiction. Mm -hmm. I've seen too many movies, yes. you know? Yeah. Like, I can basically guess a lot of plots. If there's no surprise, there's no pizzazz, yeah. And what's the point? Unless it's done to the freaking nines. There it is. Because I was going to say, as much as we have put inside of our brains now, tropes run together, right? So I, I used to, when I was in my maybe intermediate stage, was like, oh, I've seen this trope before. Therefore, this is going to be a redux. This is going to be a rehash of something I've already seen. But inevitably, if you watch enough, there won't be much new under the sun. You can't say, I've seen this trope before, therefore this is not going to be good. That can't work anymore. It just won't. So you got to go beyond. How is this trope going to be refined? How is this trope going to be subverted, right? You're right. The pizzazz got to be there. But if I see like they pull up a trope and I'm like, and? No, that's it. That's that's the set piece, right? Yeah. Harem. Ah, lowly. Ah. Like, and? Is she a badass? Like, is she 3,000 years old and not going to be sexually weird? Tropes aversion. I do think for me, if if they open like in the first half of the first episode with just like a shitload of like, like an exposition dump, etchy. Oh, etchy. When they, yeah. I'm like guaranteeing I'm not going to enjoy it because yeah, it's a, almost a personal thing too. Like that might be. I, I guess I would be kind of okay with it, but that to me sounds like that's the hook and that's all you're getting, right? If they open with it, that's the other thing. Is it a crutch? Yeah. Right? Is it is it's what like, I'm seeing Jesus a crutch? Christ. Yeah. Like for instance, season two of of K. Yeah. Just like super etchy out of nowhere. First episode, the first season had maybe like two etchy scenes. I mean, she maybe? had massive jugs, but she was not like constantly getting her shit ripped shit off. Fire and, Force style. Yeah. Right. Like it was not Fire Force. And then no, second right. season, they're just like, just kidding. We're in a CGI or boobs. <laughs> That's the Oh, shit. Can't use some interesting CGI, though. So, like, I, <laughs> I, I am, I'm trying to temper expectations now about trash anime because. Maybe we've gotten better at recognizing things for what they are. If I call popcorn anime a lot in a lot of our episodes, 
That's not saying they're bad or require not a lot of thinking. It means if you want to be casual and don't yeah. have to be edge of your seat watching, it doesn't mean it's trash just because it's shallow. Well, you know, because here's an example. I would have thought Arumakun would be trash. Yes. And it's absolutely platinum. You show somebody just the season two OP. Tell me that's not a trash show. Yeah. But you, the show this season fucking rips. I absolutely love this season. Shreds. The most I finally I finally caught up. Oh, my God. I'm so it's amazing. It's great. The the turns are are awesome. So, I mean, I think the signs of a trash anime can be used to an interesting effect, right? The goofy aesthetics of Ira McCoon backdropped against a pretty shockingly deep demon world and kind of funny goofs and gags and an interesting plot. It's an it's they use tr- what I would consider a trash anime. I, I guess that would use it. They can use trash anime tools against itself. Hmm. Yeah, that's true because there's like <laughs> there's like things I absolutely can't stand, which are like musicals, and they use it in Aruma to great effect. Like that one character in like, the <laughs> It's pretty good. Um. Oh, trash anime trope. X of the week shit. I hate it. Think, think like remember pastel memories? Yeah. Where basically it was like a book of the week. Like of the of every episode, they go into a different story and do a thing and save the day, and then yeah. we're done. If you're gonna tell me a story, but take four hours chopped up into twelve bits, tell me a story. Don't don't do this. Th- that's it's so cheap. You might as well not have an anime because you're or or at least a full season. You might as well just like I don't know. It, I I hate I hate like Monster of the Week shit. I hate it so much. It's for kids. It, it's what it is. It's for children. They want to have a resolution. And go to bed sleeping soundly, yeah. right? So, I think it trash. Well, you anime, say that, but it, like a lot of the big shonen start out that. But way. also, like Pokemon was always like that, and I never really had an issue with it. I have an issue now. I didn't then. I still don't. I thought like <laughs> I went back and rewatched season one in college. I Did, think I told you that. Yes, but didn't like, on Mike we say it was basically nostalgia driven and fueled? Yeah. Yeah. But like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I don't say like, maybe that's a personal thing. Kind of like your Ichi opening. Mine is X of the Week shit. You're, etchy. Why yeah. are you saying Ichi? It's etchy, right? But you keep saying Ichi, which is one. Oh, uh, Ichi etchy. Just one, <laughs> one etchy. Yeah, I just want go. one etchy. Uh, but yeah, so I, <laughs> I don't like Monster of the Week shit anymore. Uh, Pokemon gets a pass. Yu Gi Oh gets a pass. Like the, the the ones that I grew up, they get a pass because. Well, like Yu-Gi-Oh I said, Yu-Gi-Oh was pretty in depth. That's what I'm saying. Yu-Gi-Oh had arcs. Yeah. You had the Duelist Island arc, the Battle Kingdom arc. Like you had arcs, even in a kid's show. You're gonna you're gonna take all this time to build and you had a- Weevil. So you, you know you, it's you a good fucking deal. Weevil, dude. <laughs> Look at his character arc. It's yeah. crazy. Or Rex Raptor. <laughs> or is it Tristan? <laughs> I can't fucking believe they let him throw the freaking Exodia in the water. That little bitch. Like a little bitch, unbelievable. He got sh- he had the fourth blue eyes. His grandpa's fourth blue eyes blasted. He had yeah. his Exodia waterboarded. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't catch a break. <laughs> Not one. He found a Millennium Puzzle where some other pharaoh lives in his brain rent free. <laughs> Fuck him, I guess. Yuji's yeah, getting the shit. Yeah, he's getting he's the shit out of that fucked. stick. But uh, yeah, monster of the week. That's that that now for me. I think if you if you're doing it for seasonal. You don't get a pass from me. That's trash. I think dumb characters is also like a telltale sign that's going to be terrible. Um, dumb how? Like if all of them are just like stupid as fuck. Kind of like white people horror movie. Like let's go in this creepy shack. Yeah, like that shit. Horror. Horror. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what's in this crazy chain filled farmhouse. Oh, surprise <laughs> Pikachu. They're all just like, oh, oh there's a killer in here. <laughs> what? That must be cow blood, right? <laughs> yeah. By the way, I saw uh, a quiet place too. Yes. How was it? Um, you know, it seemed like something that would not go well as a sequel. Yeah. It was not bad. Okay. Really. <laughs> I wanted you to say, like, honestly, despite the title, not that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty loud. <laughs> it's pretty loud. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, trash anime, I think, to sum it up, trash anime is a pretty subjective concept, but there are some tall tale signs that uh, you can tell when something is merch or money grabby, and that's fine for what it is. But I think we're in an age now where there's so many in the in the uh, the pool every season. 
you got to step up your game. Give me a hook. Give me something that's gonna gonna bite me. You know, I I need to need to be grabbed by your premise at least. Because um, every time we do the previews, we go through the top half of the list and we scroll yada yada yada. Right? There's a reason for that. Right. Yeah. All right. You got one. I do. Dead air. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this one's kind of dumb, but you know why not? Why not? Says uh, if Sakura knew that Hinata loved Naruto since the pain arc, why didn't she try to get them together? Because <gasps> she's a selfish bitch. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, and game end. She like everyone already was so like soft on her. Like just yeah. no. And then when she tried to convince Naruto to not go after Sasuke by saying "I love you," I wanted to flip a desk. Like fuck that bitch. Yeah. So upsetting. I, I think there is potentially very few crimes that should be punished harsher than like fake using someone's love against them. That's harsh, man. It's because tough. because you knew and the thing was like Naruto didn't he like hyperventilate and pass out in the snow right after that? Well because he was well, that was a different reason, but I mean like that was a that was a pretty <laughs> well, that was a pretty yeah. rough that was a pretty rough go. But yeah, like because I love you. That was I swear that was the worst scene for me in the entire series. I could not tell you how pissed I got. Because like I remember I remember where I was when that dropped. I was living I think with Patbot actually in was it sophomore year or maybe a little earlier than that. Yeah, who knows. Who, who knows, but I remember dormitory out loud. What? And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just this crazy insane like blinding white hot anger oh, <laughs> approached me because what was the question specifically like why never why did she never get them together because yeah why didn't she try to get them together she was too she, she was knew. too busy thirsting over sasuke for one and i think i don't think that was even something she gave like maybe she was putting Nartel on ice just in case i don't know what did the person say what does this answer say it's really long I, okay I, no I wow yeah <laughs> i respect you for not but uh I saw a meme the other day where it was like the final the final fight and Sasuke and Naruto don't don't have their arms and Sasuke leans over and goes, "Did you mean what you said when you said the loser has to marry Sakura?" Yeah, fuck. <laughs> 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 so I mean, God, she was. So maybe we can make a case. Can you even make a case? Say you're doing an over under on Sakura, which I think we should do. By the way, that now that I'm thinking about it out yeah. loud, that could be the next episode. <laughs> We'll what see. could be the hardest over-under in history? Hardest over-under in history, depending on what side you take. Um, underrated would be the hardest one. Well, maybe not. That's the thing. Could you make a case that soccer is actually not a piece of shit? As, as, a, ninja, could, as a ninja. I think overrated would be hard because she's so under. She's so rated poorly. Right. She's rated. You're right. Yeah, she's rated very poorly. But I mean. <laughs> one of the answers. Holy shit, you're a simp. <laughs> I respect it though. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, Holy shit, you're so a simp. Good. Simp for who? <laughs> I got just women. I, in just women in general. That's funny, man. And then one of the answers is because it's not Sakura's job to push them together. That's Hinata's wish. She wanted to date and be with Naruto, but it's not Sakura's job to make it happen. Fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Straight fair. facts. Straight facts. Like, what do you do with that? Naruhina wasn't a legit thing <laughs> until the last fanfic came around. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I hate the word Naruhina came out of your mouth, dude. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. It's not your fault, but I hate that it came out of your mouth anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um what was the one <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this goes have you even watched the last movie yeah it goes give it your all okay sakura telling uh hinata to like go for it but it's like isn't that way after the war it's way after the war like like years and years after <laughs> like, the war yeah that seems That's, like that seems like finally she nutted up yeah like, like and she 20 she, years later she didn't even nut up naruto in the movie said it yeah yeah and it was very blase and it's like, I'm not doing it just because I love you or anything. And she's like, uh, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, I love you, babe. Love you, babe. <laughs> love you, babe. Yep. Uh, little smooches. Little smooches. Yeah. Mm, love you, babe. Little chakra smooches. <laughs> so, in the end, simp. 
Simp energy. Big simp energy, this guy. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I think like the real reasons is kind of interesting, right? Because yeah. I, I do find it odd that she did try to like string Naruto along so much. But I do think she, at one point she probably did feel pretty guilty about the fact that she was like, hey, go get him back and yeah. don't stop until you bring him back kind of right. thing. Because that did really shape a lot of Naruto's like next years. Right. Right. That that like unbelievable responsibility yeah. placed solely on his shoulders to the point where he was doing like fairly reckless things. Yeah, right. And it's really like her fault. It is. In some regard. Like, I think Naruto needed to do a better job of standing up for himself for a lot of the show, but... The way he did it in the early days that he knew how was kind of delinquent and destructive, kind of. Like, well, it's not standing up for himself, he's being seen, right? Yeah, I mean, that was more like attention-seeking. Sure, yeah. This is different. This is yeah. like, you need to tell her, like, look, it's not my job alone. You know, I'm going to do what I can, but this guy's a dickhead, and... <laughs> I, I would say that was like this my, guy's a dickhead, right? Soccer I mean, that's Jesus. my main like annoyance with those two is that entire time this guy's like literally being a terrorist, and they're like, "No biggie." I like him still. Yeah, both right. of them, right? Yeah, he's like, he's my brother, and she's like, "I want to marry him." So I think His freaking eyes, dude, they're I, so pretty, so pretty, dude, and one's purple now. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I think Naruto has more of a credence for this because his and <laughs> his end game. Yeah, he's my brother, he's my rival, blah, 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 I'm going to get him back, is, in effect, an anti-terrorist motion, right? <laughs> like, he really is like, I want to get him back because he's fucking shit up, right? And But no, he's saying it's my brother, but that his actions would still have happened if he had the motive of, we need to stop this fucking terrorist, right? Same thing would have happened. Mm. I think he, was, he, he wouldn't have wanted to kill anybody, that's his thing, but... I don't know. Sakura has no, there's no leverage with her. Like, I want to marry him. He's a terrorist. Yeah. But he's bro, hot. Come on. But he's hot. Come on. His chakra's so cold, though. Dude, dripping. Fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think Naruto gets a little bit of a pass, but I see what you're saying. Well, because I, I feel like his is almost nostalgia, too. Like, I think both of theirs really is for, like, what they wanted Team 7 to be. Ah, uh, yeah, that's you know, a good point. and yeah. then maybe like the first time they felt like they had a cohesive like family unit. I don't know what Sakura's deal is. She clearly has some like family issues. I don't really understand. I think it's just because her parents like really didn't amount to much, right? I don't know. Isn't she the isn't she the daughter of like two non ninjas? I thought they were. I don't know. I yeah. can't remember. It's I, I so think, long. I ago. think that's what it was. But like. You're right. I didn't see any detectable family issues in any of that, but it's clear that she definitely maybe has some abandonment detachment issues. Well, I th I'm sure it was just like, you know, wanting to be the best or, you know, be the, the one that everyone wants, you know? I guess, yeah, because her, her motives, her passion and drive was not about to be the best. It was about to keep up with Naruto and Sakura. Wait, sorry, Sasuke. And <laughs> to keep up with myself. Um, but and that that inherently is always going to make you second rate, right? Just to just to keep up, right? Yeah, I, I mean that she is had definitely no ambition. A, that yeah. is an extreme flaw in her strategy. Yeah, right. right? If you if you're already saying that you have no chance of surpassing them, you're just going to stay as close to them as you can. That's like it definitely hurts. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like later in the series, that she was like, okay. Naruto is such an important piece of this village. Like, I'm going to fake this to him, say that I love him to try to keep him, you know, away from doing dangerous shit. But I just think, you know, she's played with his emotions too much. Like, if I were Naruto, I would have been a psycho by then because yeah. of all the different bullshit right. I've heard. Right, because, like, she would basically, like, he would want to, you know, shoot a shot. And she would be like, fuck you. Like, I have this pretty, pretty boy Supreme over here. You're dog water. Who doesn't matter until I need you? Yeah. Because me versus pain, the diva path, not not gonna happen. Yeah. I'm gonna scream your name and you're just gonna come running. But ridiculous. First of all, it makes me upset. But I guess <laughs> it only works for Naruto favor because that's Naruto's character. He's always gonna be there to like save his friends and stuff. That's always who he is with indiscriminately. But. Sakura's got to fucking pull her weight, man. Like, it, well, I, it, it bothers me the most just because, like, he answers her prayers even though she doesn't deserve it, like, at all. 
right? That's scripture right there. Yeah. Yeah. She answers the prayers, even though she doesn't deserve it. Because what, what have we seen her do to be anything other than support? Her entire world, she's good at get, she's good. She's a genjutsu type, so she can break genjutsu pretty clean. She's a medical ninjutsu, like ninjutsu and stuff. And basically, her thousands, thousand ceilings or thousand hand seal, whatever it's called, basically <laughs> will ensure that she's alive on the battlefield for as long as possible to support. Her entire world is to be supporting character. Which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think she like, had no ambition to me. Her, like, her, yeah. Well, I mean, she did a lot in the war to like save people's lives, you know? Fair. Like, I, I think that's just as important in a war as doing is. the damage. Take the medical in out some, first, yeah. Right. And so, you know, I, I, like that doesn't bother me so much. It's just like she played with him so much and he still responded. Like, that, that's the thing with those characters, those true North characters that I, I call. They're just like unaffected by like how fucking mean people are to them and how bad people are to them. Right. So like, that's why I like a character like Naofumi. Yeah. People are douchebags to him, so he pretends to be a douchebag. He has the option available yes. to him of a little bit of douchebaggery, so he uses it to get ahead when everyone else is making sure he's That's behind. why he's so great. Yeah, and that's why right. I think people like really liked that show. Yeah, right. Because you're like, yeah, you're right. That is what I want to see from any anime character. Or the other way around, kind of like an Ichigo situation. He, We saw internal wavering. He was unclear of his motives at times. You know, am I really here to protect my friends, or is it because I kind of crave this lifestyle, yes. right? So either you have a true North that basically the North is dictated by the world around you, like now for me, like if they if they're calling me south, boy howdy, I'm going south. Yeah. Right. Or you aren't that true of a north, but you still walk the path, right? There's internal wavering, but you Well, that's why I think those characters with like actual complexity to their psyches are really, really interesting. Yeah, right. Right, like Naruto is nowhere near as interesting as a Naofumi or as a uh, Ichigo. Yeah, I, I I don't see it, but I mean, like <laughs> the world is gonna be peaceful because I talk to it. I talk to it, and if they don't <laughs> listen, I'm gonna tail beast bomb their ass. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Everyone yeah. says he talk no jutsu, sure, but everyone doesn't say like everyone doesn't because everyone considers what would Naruto's plan B be. Was like yeah. a biju bomb, right? A yeah. fucking sage enhanced double Rasen shuriken, or Plan A is I talk to you. It's kind of like this implicit, like we can have a chat. Don't mind the biju bomb I'm cooking up <laughs> back here, but let's have a chat real quick. And you're just like, oh, I see your ideals now. <laughs> this is a funny question. It's not a real one, but I just saw it as like a related question. Sure, it says. Uh, <laughs> What if Hinata was the true villain of all of Naruto and Boruto series? <laughs> there might there might be credence to that because the Otsutsuki clan is where we got the uh, the Byakugan, right? Well, supposedly. Suppo- well, it, it is. Um, I just think it's all horseshit. <laughs> it's all horseshit. I think they should just re- redact all of Boruto. Yeah. Oh, no. That's what Studio Periot's doing instead of Black Clover because Boruto has had a very high quality animation jump recently Maybe. In, a, in a lot of where they had a they had a sakuga fight in a very menial episode i'm like the one with this, delta no, no uh that one was okay but no i'm talking like there's a scene where kawaki and boruto uh both trying to use the bathroom and naruto is like oi i'm taking a shit go outside oh, yeah, and go outside yeah. and piss and then they're like why are you standing right fucking next to me because i don't know fuck you and then Boom, they bust into like a small 20 second Sakuga fight. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Is this what you're doing besides Black Clover literally taking the piss? Like you, oh, Periot, why do you, why do you hurt me so much? Uh, and I'm, yes, I'm still watching it because I have trash brain. Not square brain or smooth brain. Those imply that I am in fact a dumb dumb, but trash brain because my interests lie in the benign and the dumb. I can't watch it. I it's, hate it. It's okay. You, you can't depower gods like that. That's for fun. That's <laughs> depowering. Periot is the true god. They can depower whoever the fuck they want, and it's canon now. Deal with it. It's true. It's, it's not right or just, but they're destroyers of worlds. <laughs> they are literally. literally destroyers of worlds. You got another question? Uh, actually, one that I <laughs> I had read uh, that's kind of into the relationship thing, but um, if you know, why doesn't Saitama date? And if he did, who is who would be his ideal woman? 
Ooh. Because he's pretty locked in on the whole hero thing, right? But if he were known, dude would dude would be uh kind of picking up numbers left and right. But some <laughs> people like the bald aesthetic. If I had to guess, I would say at some point Hellish Blizzard is gonna fall in love with him. That has to happen, right? I mean, yeah. But can anyone for lack of a better term, tame the beast. tame the beast. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Really <laughs> bottle that lightning, really? Because, like, imagine if he were to pop off. Wow, that's terrible. <sighs> I no, think no, it's just someone to, like physically. You'd have to be. I'm not. I'm just saying, physically, you'd have to be able to keep up with the guy. It just <laughs> you would have to. Yeah, I mean, there's really only two options: Helga Tatsumaki she- and Helga Helish. Helga She Beast. Hellish Blizzard. I'm. I guess the the where I'm going is like maybe describe Saitama's ideal woman. Also bald. Maybe bald together. I guess someone that I can don't like think, fight him. I don't. For some reason, I feel like he's a pretty normal guy. Um, right. And I don't really feel like that baldness comes into play at all. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I, I, like, I I really think Hellish Blizzard is pretty much an ideal woman. So it's hard to like uh, really do anything <laughs> other than that. She's now, ideal, why huh? doesn't he date? I think he's at this point in his life, which is kind of odd when you really think about it, that he's just like purely apathetic to everything. He's already, yeah. He's he kind can of, get no joy. Right. So would dating even bring him any joy? It's a serious, serious question. Because yet that's kind of, it's what it's been alluded to in the manga is that releasing your limiter does come with a bit of a cost. And that cost is just, you know, complete trading what makes you human because and for all intents and purposes, Saitama is not really human anymore. And, and it leads me to questions like, what is keeping him on the good side? Right. Because uh, I think what's keeping him on the, on the good side is his idea of what it means to be what he is now, a hero. Right. Like, but, he the, literally... but I think the, the problem is when you don't have anything that's making you excited. I think if he gets to S class one, like sure. there's nothing left literally in this world that he could desire. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. And I, I think it's funny because like there is a fan comic called Saitama versus God that I've read a couple times and it's <laughs> fucking awesome. By the way, the art is incredible and it's all fan made. It's Which like God, God, it's God, God. <laughs> okay, like, okay. Yeah. So, and he runs faster than the speed of light. He kind of turns time back. It's pretty fucking rad. That's where I imagine he's got to go. Unless he goes kind of to the evil side. I don't even think he's going to be able to have a concept of good and evil unless he... That's has, what I'm thinking. But I think that's what it it's is, right? blurred. To his way of releasing his own limiter and beating into his brain that I want to be a hero. What does that mean to me? I beat the villains. I save the people. That is like laser etched into his like deep lizard I brain. I agree. But at what point is like, okay, now I'm thinking about it differently. The monsters are actually being oppressed. Then he's the so hero a, to the monsters. A, you have a Garo situation. It literally. Yeah. I think that's what Garo is supposed to rise up and be, right? I'm sure, but yeah, it just right. seems like there there could be a conflict at some point when he's got literally nothing else to do. Oh, dude, I can and now I just see like some funny situation where like just some menial shit happens and it's just his last fucking straw and he snaps and then he just like, like punches the city out and <laughs> he goes to a store with a coupon and all of them are gone right he he misses he messes up the saturday again yeah. he's like that's it <laughs> just blows the whole place up <laughs> yeah literally just like clap and just city b gone yeah. so he's he is actually a nuclear bomb walking around with i think coupons. it'd be funny as like a crossover parody you know the record of ragnarok where it's like Adam versus all these gods, yeah, in a like basically not a battle royale, but like a coliseum tournament. Yeah, imagine if like as a crossover like parody, they just like instead of Adam, it's Saitama. Saitama, yeah, is so it kind of leads to the the famous thing: is Saitama a gag character? Because there is he by definition a character that would defeat anything in one punch, right? If he tries, like his strongest punch can defeat anything in one punch. I mean, does he do that to the god when he fights him in the fan comic? No, definitely not. But that's the thing, right? I'm talking like true canon, right? True, true, actual canon from one. Yeah. I wonder is and I don't think one's come out and said he's not a he's not a gag character, but is he 
by definition, something I don't that know happens. that I trust one for shit, to be honest with you. What do you mean? He's the one who wrote it. He just makes two insanely powerful characters, and then he's like, take them serious. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because like, both of those characters are the strongest of both types of characters. Right, but it's it's not the power that is what his focus. It's what a, a character with that power is. What is Saitama's focus? What, you know, what it means to be challenged. Like that, he is what happens when he there's cannot a, find one. A life, a life devoid of challenge is a life devoid of meaning. That is what yeah, one yeah, is yeah. making a character, and which I agree with very, very yeah, right, heavily. And Mob is showing that you know what happens when, with all of your benefits and boons, you embrace challenge. Right? He still makes progress in, a, in an engaging and you know fulfilling way. There's scenes in that show where it's like you could live a great. Didn't Dimple said it? You can live a great life. Look at him. Look at look at that guy. He's using his powers to live a cushy, successful life. Why aren't you doing that? He's like, that's not the way I want. I want that. I don't want to have that because he doesn't want to be a Saitama, right? Right. He needs he needs challenge. So maybe your relationship wouldn't even be a challenge for Saitama. Maybe he crushes that shit too. That's interesting. Yeah. Now that you've put it that way, right? I think the relationship would be a bigger challenge than anything else he's done. But he his because mind. it is just genuinely like relationships are tough, famously tough. Yeah, especially like. Sorry, I was just <laughs> relationship is not a problem you can punch away. <laughs> you hope not. God, that's the. <laughs> but worst. I'm just saying, like even like interpersonal relationships are tough, right? I yes. think that might be an interesting thing that comes up, right? Uh, but he, right. I think, but the thing is, is it's interesting because Saitama, it seems as though he doesn't even need. Well, he's so fucking magnetic that these people just follow him like a little puppy. Yeah, right, right. So, I mean, it's it's a mindset thing. And I think in season two, there was a quote. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. His dub is one of the best ever. (sighs) Consecutive normal punches. Um, Yeah. So, I... Someone told him that maybe it's not the physical challenges you need to be overcoming, but the mental ones. Rethink what it means to be challenged. Rethink what it means to grow. So I think Saitama just needs a different mindset. And I think then a relationship would be one of his greatest challenges, right? Because in no way have we ever seen anything like that out of him. Yeah. Even even in his uh, businessman salary days, you know? I don't know. It's Maybe that question was a little more interesting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might just be like, I don't know if one really cares about that. That's right? not what he's trying to. Th- that's not his stories, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, he does a little bit in Mob, but I think that's, well, that's what, what I was thinking. Yeah, and I think, but that Mob's a different flavor of what he's trying to get at. Right? Is that Mob with all of his godlike power can't do things, and he he th- he sees his brother as more powerful than him because. He can be successful. He can have good personal relationships. He can have X, Y, and Z without any powers. He can do all the stuff that my God, godliness can't, right? And that's a, that he has the right mindset, which is cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because Mob wants to be more normal rather than powerful. Yeah, right. But Saitama has already long passed that. Like he's, he There's no going back, like right? He, yeah, you cannot de-escalate from his power level. So he's got to find an... Oh, either he resigns himself to a life of apathy, which it seems like he kind of does, or rethink your mindset. And it, that's maybe the flaw of Saitama is that maybe he's gone so far he is literally incapable of doing that. Right. Yeah, he's, he doesn't know anything else now other than... <laughs> beat the villain, save the day. That's why he gets video games with King. It does seem like um, like he can sort of modulate his power. He can. he can like open doors and close doors without blowing up like city blocks. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that modulation. So why don't, you, why don't you just intentionally go into a fight making yourself like a fifth as powerful? Well, it's maybe just latent defense, right? You see that guy get smacked around what, three ways to, I don't know, the moon. And he's good. You can't turn that off, right? And there's only so much getting slapped around before you're bored, right? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> then, he, then he just punches and go yeah, home. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. There's always so much slapping around you can get before you gotta get you get bored. Yeah. <laughs> oh, huh. man. Well, th- I like this episode idea. Just like but, random hypothetical questions. Well, I do like One it. from Cora, we just come with some things hit and they kind of go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So where are we at? 59. Oh, I'm Actually, getting I'm getting hour. I'm getting really good at this. Okay. 
um, after what, 107? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting pretty good. But thank you all for coming to this very <laughs> rabbit holy class. If you like this concept, let us know in you know Discord comments, anything like that, email and we'll, I like it. Current very high yield of content and lets us kind of pop off a couple times with, with rants. And yeah, I like it. It was fun. Yeah. So you want to watch this with your eyes and your ears. Hello, YouTube gang. Going to get these up. Um, like, comment, subscribe there. All our links are in the description of both the podcast and the videos below. Uh, if you want to join us on a monetary train, only if you can, patreon.com slash ubology. $1 and up gets you on our Discord with all of our past guests and our patrons. $3 and up gets you the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi high five, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual. Mm-hmm. Show that we just, you know, try random stuff, experiment in the inner sanctum of the lab. Come on and join us. It's a good time. <laughs> it is. Researchers say nine out of ten dentists approve. All and right. that last one's an asshole. So nine out of ten dentists <laughs> say that the sidebar will give you less cavities. And more wrinkles. And more wrinkles. <laughs> less cavities, more wrinkles. Oh man. Some might ask why are dentists commenting on wrinkles, but it you is what? what it is. We'll research that. Dermatologists. Until also. we can get back to you about this dentist inquiry, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this is Gummybology. Deuces. Dude, this is a Conspiracy, man. Why does that one don't? Why does that one always big apple, <laughs> big teeth, big orange? <laughs>